now say, oh, this pastor Taniola affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to kind of clarify some things because we were kind of going through some things and I wanted to go back and clarify. And we were talking about how we were able to partake in the blood, which is the communion for us, which we have the cup. And it's a symbolizing of his of his blood, of Jesus' blood. And also we have the bread, which is symbolizing of Jesus' body. We're supposed to take up take those in communion. We're not supposed to take anything else that is not of God that has been uh given to us. And also at the same exact time, we need to be a little bit more sensitive towards these times of when people give you things such as trinkets or ornaments or things of that nature that you know that is not of God. And especially if that person is not living the way that God has for them to live. Normally, I would not even accept it. I would tell them, thank you if I do accept it and put it in the trash. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't eat any of their chocolates. I don't eat any of their candy, their food or anything. I, I'm i usually telling them, thank you, but no thank you. And then, you know, if I do accept it, I usually put it in the trash and I usually pray over myself to be hospitable. But since you already know what the enemy is planning, you know, we have to be more vigilant. We have to be more aware of what's going on because the enemy can use anyone that he wants to, uh, due to them, letting them, having him to come into their lives. You want to be able to be more sensitive towards that. Amen. There is another situation I wanted to talk about before we get back into Halloween, uh, the part two. Uh, also, I wanted to tell you about just significantly that during, even during the biblical times, which are uh, during the Old Testament, and you're starting to see that come again also in the New Testament, so many people would sacrifice their children to a God, which is the pretty much Satan, but the name of it was Molech. And he would have his open, his, his, his stomach, which was a statue, open the stomach and it would be fire coming out of it. And people would sacrifice their children, kill their children, uh, to this God. And I'm going to go through that. So I just wanted to let you know why I'm going through these, why it's more, uh, responding and more, uh, poignant so that I can be able to get and understand, let you know that even though you see it in the Old Testament, a lot of the Old Testament uh, ideologies are starting to uh, resonate even to now, even even as it's in the Old Testament, the New Testament, it is even modern day that I can honestly sit here and tell you that even though the little G's may have changed, they are still under Satan. And because they're not serving God, it still becomes relevant to today. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We can eat of Jesus's blood, which is a symbolism of the cup that we are able to take partake for communion. We are eating, we're also eating a symbolism of Jesus's body through the bread. 
but we are not to eat anything else. And that's why I say, please make sure you have discernment in this season because people can give you things and you will take it in your house thinking, oh, that's good for decoration. That's good to be able to have in my home. Um, it looks really nice. It can, you know, enhance the atmosphere in my home. Thank you so much. But you don't understand that person might have had a spirit, which is a demon or what have you, that is not of God to try to attach it to that, to that object or to that food or, or anything that person has given to you. So this is some things that we need to, as a body of Christ, really observe, really analyze, really detect, because to me, you need to be able to know that person is still operating in the spirit of God. And also at the same exact time, you need to be very sensitive towards this time. It is something that we all need to be able to adhere to. We need to be able to sit there and ask for this sermon from God. We need to be able to be with the Holy Spirit and, and also talk to God and be able to resonate and know that Jesus' blood is on us. But we need to make sure we are having assurances during this time that he is with us. We are walking with him and that we are not of the enemy's camp. I'm going to say that one more time. Please rest assured that you are not of the enemy's camp, which is Satan. You're walking with God. You're walking with Jesus. We're walking with the Holy Spirit. And that those things, when things come up, such as, you know, someone giving you something that you know full well is not of God, I sincerely tell them, thank you, but no thank you. And when they try to, you know, incense, I usually tell them, no, thank you. And then when they try to, you know, hey, I got this from here, I receive it. But then I go and I put it immediately into the trash. And also at the same exact time, I pray over myself. So I'm letting you know what is very profound right now is that people are giving objects to us and all of these different like, uh, prayer bees of Buddhists and uh, Hinduism and the Indian culture and everything else. They have made this such a, uh, a decorative uh, atmosphere. And the prophetess Tiffany Montgomery brought that out. And I commented, I told her uh, the Buddhist ones are coming out more here in Korea and a lot of different things are coming out and it will sit there and stay in your home and people give them to you as gifts. Or if you get someone as an interior decorator to decorate your home, I sincerely tell you, make sure these people know that certain things should not be in your home. And if you do find them in a place where you're having a hotel or an Airbnb or someplace that you're going to be for a lengthy state of time or even a short state of time you pray over it you rebuke it you cast it out whatever that uh the the purpose of that object was for you rebuke it 
And right now, in the name of Jesus, you have no authority over me nor over this household. Cast it out. If you cannot be able to remove it, remove it out to the outside or what have you. And, you know, when you're about to come back in, let them know uh, that it needs to be coming back in the receptions or what have you. But you need to make sure that the surrounding areas that you have in your home are blessed and uh, anointed and also appointed by God. I mean, these things are hidden sometimes in plain sight. And sometimes people um, may give you things or it may come home with you. And I've heard of this also that, you know, uh, one lady was saying this and I, I on Facebook and she was talking about how she had was given a certain type of item. She didn't even remember this coming into her home, but it, I think it was a shirt. And when she found out that, you know, her husband, you know, cause she knew that he was about to get ready to go to work and, um, she knew distinctly when he left. And then it was like, she kept hearing moaning and groaning and coming from a certain room. So she had to go into the room and apparently in this shirt, you know, appeared and this thing was not of God and she had to combat it. And because of who God was and how she was able to pray and also be able to combat this. Uh, and when I say combat, meaning to battle with this thing, she was able to immediately cast it out of her home. She was able to immediately, you know, seal off her home and, you know, consecrate her home so that the enemy could not come in. And I mean, these are the things that are starting to become articles or prevalence or, you know, just sometimes being able to read them. Also, you know, I'm sometimes I'm reading, but also at the same time, I'm, I'm seeing the footage of the person talking about it. And you need to, you know, be in tune with what God is telling you in these last and evil days, because these things can come up. And I mean, it may seem innocent to you, but to the enemy, that was just a shirt. But to her, it was something that, you know, you knew you cannot have everyone in your house. You can't accept things into your home. And she was like, I don't know how this shirt got home, you know, came home with us. But when it did, you know, she had to rebuke it because it was a spirit attached to it. And I know that certain people may not believe what I'm saying. And if you do, I understand this is not for you, but I'm telling you, you know, find something else. But I really would like for you to stay and know that I am speaking from experience, but also at the same exact time, I'm speaking for what God is telling us in these evil times. And also at the same exact time, just being able to know that I can't accept everything into my household. I can't, you know, even when I'm secondhand buying things, you have to be a little bit more weary because even those things might have things attached to it or the household it was in can have spirits attached to it, which is demonic. So I'm not saying this to make you fearful. Once again, I'm telling you this in order for you to get educated, not to make you fearful. And I wanted to also let you know that I will have a, 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 a guest on my podcast. And this person has been dealing with these type of issues for a, a lengthy 
you know, process, but this person will come on later on. But I wanted to kind of be able to let you know what's going on so that me and you can be able to sit down and honestly lay the groundwork of what this person, my guest, is going to talk about. But as it pertains to let's go into the Halloween part two. And please make sure you get your Bible, whether it is King James Version, NIV, um, different versions of the Bible. Make sure that this is the sound doctrine of God, because the enemy, which is Satan, is trying to be able to have man to alter this Bible. This is the word of God. This is God's word, and it should not be touched. So I'm le- I am suggesting you get so many different copies if you need them concordances if you need them bible dictionaries if you need them you know different things to help you to learn about the word of god because it's very important that we know what's going on in these last and evil days and also at the same exact time to to pick not just pick up your word but also make it a habit i mean a good thing for you to pick it up and be able to study the word of god because it says in timothy you know study to show thyself approved unto god a workman need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth we need to know what we need to know not just for now but for later on Because in the end, the enemy is trying to get rid of the word of God. And then we need to be able to, we need to hold that in our hearts. We need to hide it in our heart so that we won't sin against God. We need to be able to have it with us and have it sustained in us so that when the perilous times do come and it will come, that you hold those things in your heart. Now, let's go ahead and go. And I want to work myself back. Because I had made a lot of different um, scriptures and I was just going through. And the one I said, please get your Bible. Also get something to jot down your notes and so that we can be able to uh, pen and paper or what have you. So that you can be able to give yourself some time to go back and look at these scriptures. Amen. So we're going to go to Titus. And I love it that the first chapter of Titus and the 15th verse, and I wanted to um, go back and talk about these things, but let's start uh, at the 14th verse. So it's Titus first chapter, 14th verse. And it says, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turneth from the truth. Verse 15, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Let me read that one more time. First Titus, first chapter, and it's the 14th through the 15th verses. Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the, from the truth. 15th verse, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and consciousness is defiled. Do you understand what he's saying is that we have so many different feast days and so many different things. And you have also too, they would have like, um, different stories and not giving heed to Jewish fables and storytellings that are not true. And 
that's some of the reason why Christianity has been tainted also is because they have so many different uh, stories that has been told and then they're mixing in what the enemy wanted into Christianity. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. They would mix in what God had ordained was pure, but the enemy would go in and mix what he wanted in to what we consider Christianity. Let me say that. Let me, let me, let me go back and let me talk to you for a few minutes. See when Satan, which is Lucifer was first Lucifer was an archangel. He sat there and he wanted to be over God. And so with his mindset and his, you know, his way of thinking, God said, not so. So within the archangels, he had one particular angel to come in and do battle with the enemy, Satan. And he fell like lightning and three fourths of the uh, heavens fell with him because he pretty much convinced them all and saying, hey, we can be like God. We can, you know, rule over the uh, we can rule over the earth as well. And that was not so God was the only true God. And that was it. So Satan from then on was duplicating what God is saying. He would take what is pure, what is holy and what is righteous. And then he would mix in his own things with it. And that's why I'm saying with going back to the Easter uh, that he would mix in, you know, from resurrection day when Jesus was able to uh, get up within three days, he would sit there and, you know, he would sit there and say, you know what, let me mix in what my fertility goddess and, you know, all of these different things, the eggs and the Easter bunny, instead of sitting there and letting God have his son to be able to have all the glory. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He's tainting what is pure. He's tainting what is holy. And then he's putting something else into there. And I was looking at also too some of the Jewish fables. You have a lot of different ones that, you know, may have, you know, sat there and they had their own little doctrine or, or, or anything on the side, but that wasn't what God wanted for them. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, like for instance, okay, we want to say like, um, for instance, we have, uh, you know, uh, Peter Piper and we were talking about how he was supposed to re he removed all the, the mouses from the town through his music, but because the town people did not pay him, he went and he took all of their children. And even though that's a fable, there is something so sinister behind it. And that Satan would use anything that is not of God and use it to his own benefit. That he would sit there and captivate you so much that you wouldn't even know that you're being taken away from God and taken away from what you've known until it's too late. Let me say, let me say that one more time. That's a good analogy, Lord. That is something that Holy Spirit 
people don't understand is that the fables, the, the stories we tell our children, the, you know, the two fairy and, you know, that Jiminy Cricket was the consciousness and, you know, all these different things, even in psychology, you know, they try to put different names to the Holy Spirit instead of saying that's your conscious. No, that's the Holy Spirit. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is some things that the, you know, what Satan would alter or sit there and say, hey, this is what we as the people want to have instead of sitting there and letting it be made known. This is what we need to do. And they would take it and twist it so much so that we won't be able to decipher or try to be able to determine what is holy and what is righteous unless we know and we have the Holy Spirit and we have God dwelling within us. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is why it is so dangerous that we have telling our children different um, fables and different stories and that are not true. But these are the things that we as human beings have gotten into that whole entire not going and researching, not sitting there and going out and seeing the different reasons behind different things. And that's why a lot of us have been able to sit there and consciously aware, you know, say, hey, you know, usually we because of our, our parents have done it or generations have done it. You know, we don't recognize how it may seem innocent to you, but it's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And a lot of people need to start realizing that the way that we need to talk to our children, letting them know Santa Claus is, is he was an actual real person. Santa Claus is actually, he really was a real person. But you need to go back and tell them the truth that this person is not giving you toys. He was, he was, he, at, he was at during that time, he went and did a journey to Jerusalem. He, he went and saw what was going on with the people and he wanted to sit there and go back to his village and, and do what was right. And that's why he sat there and he wanted to make sure that the children that of his village were getting what they need. The ones that were in poverty and, and even the ones that didn't have a lot. He wanted to make sure that they got so much more than what, you know, their whole entire lifestyle was, was not able to provide for them. But you need to tell them the truth and, and let them know there's no Easter bunny. See, there's nothing wrong with telling your children the reason why and see so many children. And even, you know, to this day, some of my family members were heartbroken when they found out it wasn't an Easter bunny. It wasn't, you know, a Santa Claus. It, you know, these, 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 these type of ideologies that we grew up on. And then we get to a certain point in our lives. It's, it's not you know, not right is, you know, is, is accurate. You live to me and those type of things, you need to be very consciously aware of what you tell your children because your children are like, uh, are as, as a lot of times I've heard, they are like sponges and they absorb so much of what you're telling them. 
because you're the example. You're the parent. You're the one that is the example for them. And what God is telling us in his word is that these are the things that you need to look out for. And you need to be consciously aware of what's been going on with the Jewish fables and with the different things that's been told into their children and passing that on to generations and having that to stay as the, as, as the means for their, their feast or their, their, their holidays. It's just mind boggling. Okay. And we have to be able to address that. So I want to go into Galatians 5, 5th chapter, 19th verse through the 21st verse. And I thought this was so, so fitting because now more than ever, we're coming into that time. And I want to go, let me go to the 17th verse. No, let me go to the, (laughs) I'm sorry. Let me go to the 16th verse. And it says this, I say, then walk in the spirit and ye not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let me say that one more time. Verse 16, this I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Verse 18, but if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We're talking about the Mosaic law. You're not going to be under the Mosaic law because if you break one, you break them all. But if you're under God's spirit, God's anointing, you won't be led by you. You're not going to be under the law. Amen. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, <clears throat> emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies. Verse 21 envying, murderers, drunkenness, revilers, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past. That they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, as you see, there is so much of verse 20 is saying adultery, witchcraft. These are the things that are going on that we need to be able to go and talk to other people and let them know if this is a part of your character, your way of life. I don't care if you're making money off of this. If you're sitting up here and saying, oh, I need to support my family. God knows my heart. These are the things that you need to stop and stop doing because God knows and he helps provide. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. And as these things are going on, you need to make sure 
that your whole entire grounding and your life is in God. Because let me tell you something, in order for you to be able to operate with witchcraft, your soul is not your own. Your heart and your mind is not your own. Let me tell you, I've experienced some things in my lifetime that I would never, ever suggest anyone to go and do anything that would go against what God is saying. Your life is is your own. You cannot promise that to Satan. You all of these times that you are out here exposing yourself and you're doing witchcraft, you're taking a little bit of yourself and you're exposing more darkness into your life. You're having more demonic spirits come into your life. You're having more uh, activities in your household and your children. And I mean, this stuff, your heart becomes so dark and some people get exposed to alcohol and, you know, drugs and, you know, just different elements and, you know, women as well as men and things of that nature that you don't want to get into. So to me, when God says these are one of just one of the things that we should not be doing, we make sure that we're doing, we're not doing these things because we're not going to enter into God's kingdom. We're not going into heaven. So we need to start analyzing ourselves right now. And start making sure that we're making the conscious decision to get away from those things and be able to come back into what God has told us into the fold. Amen. So I hope that is abundantly clear because we're not going to enter. We are not, if we're doing these things as a man and woman of God, and even if you're out of God and you're thinking that you're going to do those things, uh, no. It is the hardest time of you going back and going and sitting there and saying, wait a minute, how can I get out of this, God? Because Satan brings not just one demon. He has several demons to come into your life. And even when you clean yourself up and you're doing well, he would sit there and have those to come and look and see if it's clean and then would try to transpire and come back and do it all over again. Absolutely not. You don't want that covenant with the enemy. And I'm saying this. We all know that the enemy is there to kill, steal and destroy. And we need to be able to do what God says do. Amen. Now, I want to go to Deuteronomy. And this is the Old Testament, 18th chapter. And we're going to go into the ninth through the 14th verse. Amen. And I just want, like I said, people think that it's not in the Old Testament. Yes, it is. It is in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. And you're starting to see a whole lot more that the Bible is just fulfilling itself. It's just going through and you're seeing more and more that God is addressing because of the prince and the princesses and the kings and the queens that dealt with the witchcraft and having to have, you know, like a uh, queen Jezebel and her daughter. And then at the same exact time, her, her husband was evil also. So it just, it mirrors everything. So we have to cover all bases. Amen. But we have Deuteronomy, the 18th chapter, and starting with the 9th to the 14th verse. 
And when thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not lean to do after the abomination of those nations. Let me say that one more time. When thou art come into the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not lean to do after the abominations of those lands. Verse 10, there shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughters to pass through the fire or that useth divination or any observer of times or an enchanter or a witch. Verse 11, or a chandler or a consulter with familiar spirits. Demons is what familiar spirits are. Or a wizard or a nephler, nephlerom, excuse me, necklacher. And verse 12, for all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Verse 13, thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. Verse 14, for these nations which thou shalt possess hearten unto observer of times and unto divinators. But as for thee, the Lord thy God have not suffered thee so to do. What he's trying to tell them is that we should not be as what we go into. We should not be able to sit there and having to do witchcraft and divination and sorcery and all these conjurings and all of these different things. And you don't do those things because God has already instructed you not to do those things. And when you're doing those things, do you understand that you have partaken into something that God did not want you to be able to know about levitations and having to being able to astral project yourself into somewhere else? That is not what God is saying. And that's why you have so many false prophets and so many false ministers and preachers and teachers. And these people are trying to entice you to go and do those things and then have you to be able to go away from what God is saying in his word, go away from what is holy and what is righteous and what is pure and have you to be tainted with that. The things of this world so much so that you lose your soul, that hell has become your home. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't want that to happen. And I'm telling you from experience is that people need to understand is that God is trying to give us into holiness. And he's saying that it has become more and more profound for people to stop and realize that God is calling us to do more and more works for him and also be able to be holy and righteous and not to go into these things because these things can cause for your family and, and your generation and the next generation to be cursed. Trust and believe God did not want this for us. He wanted us to live in paradise with him and have communication with him. But because of sin entered in through Adam and also Eve, now we have to suffer the consequences. And I just wanted you to know this is what all entails with Halloween and not just Halloween, but sometimes this happens 365 days. This is some things that people need to understand 
feast days, whether it's Halloween or Christmas or Thanksgiving, any time that the enemy is sitting up here and doing conjurings and spells and divination, do you understand that is tearing away at the soul and the heart of the people of God? And they will come into the churches and try to taint you and hurt you and, and, and manipulate you and do all these different things. Do you understand? Like I said, because so many people will go into the churches and the church was not as built as it's supposed to be. It's not anointed as it's supposed to be, not as holy and purified and, and sanctified and restricted only for God's people. So that when a, a witch comes in or someone in a sorcery or, or, or warlock or conjuring things, do you understand that you would know the spirit by the spirit and you need to test the spirit. And then at the same, because you know the fruit. So when you have that discernment, then you have them on the prayer team and you have them singing and all these different things. Do you understand that God mean makes you consciously aware of what's going on because of the discernment, because of what God is giving you. Now you need to put that into your exercise form of everything that God has given to you, knowing right from wrong and also knowing the person inside and out. Y'all, it's just, it's a lot. And I understand that, but I'm just telling you, it's only just a, just a, a, a small bit of what, you know, we go through. And we're starting to learn what God is telling us in his word. And we need to start realizing and recognizing that these things happen during Halloween. And also at the same exact time, it happens all year round in Scotland, in Ireland, in different places in the world. But also at the same, even in here in South Korea, in different places, in different forms. But we need to be not ignorant. We need to not fearful of it, but we need to have education about it. Amen. Now, I want to say this. Let's go to Isaiah and it's the first chapter and the first through the fourth verse. Amen. The visions of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzzah, Jotham, Hazar, and Hezekiah, king of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Verse 3, the ox knoweth his owner, and the donkey his master's crib. But Israel doeth not know, man people doeth not consider. Verse 4, ah, sinful na nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Let me say that. Oh, let me, let me go back and read some more because I want to clarify what I'm reading with Isaiah. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzzah, Jotham, Hezar. And Hezar was a uh, king with uh, Jezebel, was her husband. And they did much wicked in God's sight. And Hezekiah, king of Judah. Verse 2, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord have spoken, I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. My God, the oxen know their owner, and the donkey his master's crib. But Israel 
doeth not know. My people doeth not consider. Verse four, ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They have gone away backward. Now, think about it. Give a meditation on that. Now, the author, prophet Isaiah, is talking about how they have become to go backwards. They're moving into more bondage and to, to more hurt and turmoil and hatred and just suffering and torture. This is what you have when you're serving Satan. He's not for you. He's against you. And because of that, we need to understand that every enticement, every time that you have been tempted, we have a way of escape. Amen. But we need to be able to go forth and do what God says do. But since you have not done what God says do, you have provoked the wrath of God against them. And do you see that a lot of nations, specifically United States, has provoked God's wrath because you have let all of these different things in. You have let so much sin in and you think that God is just going to sit there and turn a blind eye to it. No, he's going to be able to kindle his wrath like he did with Israel against us because we have been doing things that should not be. And I'm grateful and thankful that God turned over Roe v. Wade for the abortions of the children because you're killing innocent blood. And we have been able to see that happening time and time again. This is I'm grateful and thankful that it has stopped, that it is no longer that situation in our country. But we have to be able to be mindful of all of these different things that's going on. And at the same exact time, this is all a part of a whole lot of Halloween, a whole lot of witchcraft, a whole lot of sorcery, adultery, you know, fornication, sorcery, you know, nepotism, all these different things that are going on in the world. And it becomes so much so increasingly. And as you can see, it says in the word, that, you know, who, you know, looks for the coming of the Lord because we're getting darker and darker and the light is mostly us. One, all of us, not just one of us, but all of us, the ones that are of God, we're showing a different light and you can tell, and I've seen it where I can show up and the person that is next to me that isn't of God is so nasty, devious, so, you know, cunning and just sorcery. And you can tell who they are living for and what they're about. So I'm telling you, sisters and brothers, this is becoming a, a pattern that we need to start realizing and recognizing that we should not, absolutely not go and serve into Halloween or any of the holidays that is not of God. Now, let's go ahead and go into Ezekiel, the 44th chapter and the sixth verse. And I hope and I pray that you have understood what I'm going through today. And I'm hoping and praying that you are comprehending what I'm saying. 
But also at the same time, ask God and the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom of Solomon to know and discern what's going on. And you can go back and read it in your leisure time for yourself. Amen. Now, 44th chapter of Ezekiel and the sixth verse. And it says, and thou shalt say to the rebel, rebellious, even to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, o Lord God, O ye house of Israel, let it suffer you of all of your abominations. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Verse six again, and thou shalt say to the rebellious, even to the house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God, O ye house of Israel, let it suffer you of all your abominations. Let's go down to the seventh verse. In that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary, to pollute it, even my house, when ye offer my bread and the fat and the blood, and they have broken my covenants because of all of their abominations. Hold the phone. Let me read that one more time. Verse seven, in that ye have brought into my sanctuary strangers, uncircumcised in heart and uncircumcised in flesh, to be in my sanctuary, to pollute it, even my house, when ye offer my bread, the fat and the blood, and they have broken my covenant, because of all your abominations. Do you understand that the author Ezekiel is talking about the temple of God and because they're bringing in strangers into God's sanctuary. Do you understand that uncircumcised in heart, that means they haven't changed their, their position is still with Satan and not with God and also uncircumcised in the flesh. And see, at the same as that time, that was a Jewish custom to be able to be circumcised, especially if you're a male. And at the same time, that's to be able to let you signify who you were appointed of God. And that was one of Israel's rules that God wanted them to do. But also what was so important when the author, prophet Ezekiel said it, you brought these strangers into my sanctuary, strangers. This is significant because we were first strangers to God, the Gentiles. But now because of his son, Jesus Christ dying on the cross, we all can be able to go and be in God's house in heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? It used to be just the Jews, but now since God has been able to have his son to come down through 42 generations to be able to be the sacrificial lamb that we needed to be the high priest that we needed in these times. Do you understand that he was able to open up the doors of heaven to all of us to be able to receive it? Not just one sect, not Pacific sect or a religion or anything. He's opening up it all to everyone. But when we have somebody that is bringing to God's house strangers and they're uncircumcised in their heart, not changing, not wavering, but staying in Satan, uncircumcised in the flesh to be in my sanctuary to pollute it. That means bringing all of their idols, their worship, their conjuring, their uh, witchcraft, their sorcery, their spells. You're bringing all of that into God's house. 
Oh, no, 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 no. And then you, at the same time, when you offer my bread, the fat and the blood, that's the symbolism of Jesus and his son. Oh, my God. Jesus, which is his son, God's son, and then having God. And that's the symbolism of who God is for us. They have broken the covenant, my covenants because of all your abominations, all that you've been doing, broke them all. All the things that we have agreed upon that God had told us we should be doing, you broke it all. Now nah, that's, that's, that's huge. That's mind blowing. I mean, that's, that's some stuff that you don't want to even touch when God has already sanctified it, already purified it, already set there and set up the, the laws and, and the ways we should be. But then we bring someone in that isn't of God and of Satan. And then just like Jezebel did in the book for uh, the prophet Elijah. Oh, my God. She went in and killed the prophets of God and then let the prophets of Baal run rampant and having them to worship in God's house and, you know, having to the Baal, which was the God at that little G at that time to be worshiped more than God himself. Y'all don't understand when that stuff happens. It is a huge, huge anger. That's a huge kindling against what God has already ordained and God himself is not pleased. So please understand, this is why we don't serve anything else but what God has told us to serve, which is him and him alone. We should not be serving any Baal, any Molech, any other God, because all these other little demigods do not compare to the one that is up on high, that's giving you everything that you have and life more abundantly. Amen. Now, John, third chapter and the 19th verse and the 20th verse also. And it says, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Let me say, and because of their deeds were evil. Let me say this. Let me, let me go back. Let me go back. 19th verse. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil, which is so true. When Adam and Eve sinned, that's when sin came into the world. And that's when more sin was able to enter in. And we were condemned at that time because we love to be in the darkness and rather than be in holiness and purity with God. Now, the 21st, for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Oh man, come on. 20 verse, for everyone that doeth evil, hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. 21st chapter, 21st verse, but he that doeth truth come to the light, that his deeds may be made manifested, that they were wronged, wrought in God. Let me say that one more time. 21st verse, but he that doeth truth come to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. Do you understand what I'm saying? When light is shown on something that we have done, people don't want to view the light anymore. They want to be in darkness because their darkness, they seem that they can just do whatever. And God, he says that God doesn't see. But once that light has been shown, once we have repented and 
also been able to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and God into our lives, then the Holy Spirit can come in and dwell within us and we become the light. We become illuminated, illum- illumination, as they say. And we become the ones that can be able to resonate that light out to everyone. A city upon a hill that is so light, so much shining that, you know, people will come far and wide just to be able to be a part of that light. And, and, and also because of it being God in you, you have to sit there and say, that's God. That's not me. That's God that's in me. That's showing all the light that's going on, all the darkness that's going on. Do you understand? You shift things when you go into atmospheres, you shift because of who you are in God. Shift means to change, to drastically having from one point to another. And it is so I've seen it so many times when I go into different places where the enemy will try to dwell, but they couldn't stay and dwell in it because guess what? You are the light. And once you start knowing that and the truth and start learning and living in the truth and not just reading the word, but applying the word to yourself, to the, to your life, then you'll start seeing the results. You start seeing your prayer life. You start seeing the manifestations of God in your life. You start seeing what's going on with God and all of your marriage, your children, your finances, all of those different things. God will be able to come in and manifest those things to you and be able to see the shift that you have been able to ask God to have in your life. Amen. Oh my God. That's a blessing. Now let's go to at least, at least. And I want to go through one more and it's uh first Thessalonians and it's the fifth chapter and the 22nd verse. I want to go up to at least 16th verse. And it says, rejoice evermore. 17th verse is pray without ceasing. 18th verse, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19, quench not the spirit. Verse 20, despise not prophesying. 21st verse, prove all things, hold fast, which is good. Verse 22, abstain from all presence of evil. Let me say that one more time. I'm going to go through them once again. 16 verse, rejoice evermore. 17 verse, pray without ceasing. 18 verse, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 19 verse, quench not the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. 20 verse, and quench means not to uh, take out or uh, stop or dilute, or uh, not be able to be listened to. Let the spirit of the Lord be able to move within you. Amen. Verse 20, despise not prophesying. That means if God has given you a word of God, you need to go ahead and give it out to the people. Amen. Whether it's an individual or it's collective, but do not despise not prophesying. Amen. 24, First verse, prove all things, hold fast as which is good. Prove it all things. Make sure that you test it, that you test the spirit by the spirit. And when I say spirit is everyone has a spirit, whether it's of the devil or is of God, but you need to test it. 
and it means prove all things, hold fast, which is good. Always try to maintain what God has given you. Hold fast, which is the good, acceptable will of God. Amen. Second, 22nd verse is abstain from all appearance of evil. Abstain, that means get away from it, stay away from it, remain from it, go far from it. If you see something coming up, go all the way away from it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even if it may seem like, you know, that, you know, for instance, you may be at some a table and a friend of yours is at the same table. But if that person is over there gossiping and you know you're not supposed to be there, then you can politely remove yourself from the situation and say, well, I'll see you later and move on out. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to be foul about it. Just say, I'm sorry, but I can't stay here. And thank you so much for, you know, letting me come for lunch, but I need to get going. I have to go back to work. Things like that will keep your mind and your heart at peace. And also being on the phone, I had to stop getting on the phone with a lot of different people. I had to stop, you know, conversations that are not of God. I had to stop thinking about these different things. I had to, you know, change my course on what I thought was supposed to be good for me, but it wasn't. So these type of things can help you to, you know, you have to maneuver out of those situations and you can. But when it says abstain from all appearance of evil, that's what God means. Abstain from it. That that means from your eyes, your your ears listening to the wrong music, your eyes listening to your eyes sitting up here and entertaining wrong things on the TV or on the computer or what have you. You need to be able to abstain from those things. And then at the same exact time, God wants to be able to let you know, go far away from those things. In order for your, your spirit, your soul to prosper in my, in his ways, not in my ways, but his ways, not in my thoughts, but his thoughts, not, not anything that we have been able to learn and understand. We have been able to, to sustain all these different things because of who God is in our lives. Amen. Not by me, not by any famous prophet, pastor, preacher. No, we're all people that are ambassadors. That means someone that is their mouthpiece, someone that God has ordained to sit here and tell the world what thus says the Lord. Amen. That's it. I'm not here for any praise or anything like that. I'm here only to do what God says doing and I got to go home, which is heaven. Amen. So I hope and I pray that now you're starting to see why we're not supposed to be able to be in Halloween and how we're sitting up here. And if we entertain this mess, we're giving this type of situation to our children. And then at the same time, we're sitting up here saying it's okay for this to happen. And do you understand? I've learned so many times that there are so many celebrities that have died on Halloween, even one in front of their house. I mean, just different situations and different things that's gone on on this time. So many people are missing their children to adults, you know, animals, humans are being sacrificed and you're sitting up here and you're sacrificing so many different things that God has been able to bless you with your home, your health, your, your finances and your marriage and your children. And you're sacrificing all of that to celebrate something that doesn't relate or reflect to who God is. 
And do you understand that's how the enemy comes in and he takes that opportunity to take out your children, to take out your marriage, to take out your family, finances, what you have, your household, everything that you have, the enemy wants to take your peace, your health, all those different things that the enemy wants to take. He'll take it because you allow him to do it. Now, please make sure that you understand and reflect why we don't we don't celebrate Halloween is because it is Satan and it's celebrating all these different demigods, but it, it pretty much goes back to Satan. And at the same exact time, you're taking away the peace, the, the heart, the love that God has for you. I would just be thankful on that day, have a movie that is of God. And that is a Christian movie to have that on I don't care if I'm the only house on the block that is not celebrating Halloween. I would do it because guess what? God said we are holy and he's holy and we need to be holy. And we need to hate the things that he hates and love the things that he loves. And we need to be able to be conscious of that. Amen. Now, I'm going to say this also too. Please make sure that this is something that you need to be able to understand because this is coming up. And we need to cover our children. We need to cover our household, our marriages, our families, because it is starting to become a whole lot more darker in the world now. And you don't know what is going to happen from the next time to the very next. You, your life may, you might be gone in an instant. You don't know. You're never promised tomorrow. So why won't you go ahead and go to Romans 10 and 9 and 10? all the way down to 13 verse and go and do sitting there and, you know, confess the Lord Jesus. And, you know, with your mouth, you're confessing uh, about him and you're asking for forgiveness and for him to come into your life and to clean you up and not just stop there, but he's going to come in and he's going to do a whole renovation in you from the inside out. And then he's going to change your ways of thoughts and your ways of living and how you are and how everything is processing for you. Why won't you do that today? If you are not saved, I'm telling you, I'm employing you, please go and read your, read the word of God. And also the same as that time, just the sinner's prayer is pretty much Lord, please forgive me of my sins. I'm asking you to come into my life, clean me up. I'm asking your son to come into my life and clean me up. And also I accept the son, your son as my, my savior on today. And I want you to know that I'm giving my whole entire life over to you, whether it's from the drugs or whatever, pornography, whatever it is, I'm asking you to come in and clean me up. And renew my heart and my mind to you and you only. And I only want to serve you. And you're the only wise God that I need to have. And whether it is the TV, the computer, the phone, what have you, we need to spend more time in the word of God. And we need to spend less time with everything else around us. And we need to do that daily and start today. Start today, this instant, this moment. For tomorrow is never promised to any of us. Amen. Now, I am going to be able to turn it over to my guest speaker, and I will let you be able to let him talk. Amen. God bless. Hey, everybody. So my name is Kimo Uya. I am Latanya Uya's husband. Uh, she asked me 
to come on for a few minutes and kind of give a brief synopsis on the origins of Halloween. I think most of the main reason why she asked me to do this is I am a demonologist as well as I spend, I also have an expert, not an expertise, but I spend time working on exorcisms and other little, little spooky kind of stuff. So, um, here's a brief synopsis of Halloween. So Halloween mainly starts a Celtic holiday. Um, it started mainly as a celebration for the 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 end or for the harvest, I should say, not the winter solstice, but the the, the harvest time and collecting, you know, your fruits and vegetables. Um, at that time, it was also believed that the veil between the spirit world and our world was a lot thinner. Um, so there's different variations of this. It is called, the holiday is actually called Sam Haynes. Some people actually, for a while, there was a version that came out that was spoken of that Sam Haynes was an actual demon named Sam Haynes and that people try to hide from this demon. Other people, especially more pe people who study it a little bit more, that is actually the Celtic name for the holiday, for the fall harvest. It's called Sam Haynes. Um, so during those times, there's big celebrations. Obviously, to celebrate the harvest that came in, celebrate one last, basically one last celebration before the the winter came. And as time went on, certain things started to be added on. So as I as I said earlier, one of the things that was added was the fact that the the thought that the veil got a lot thinner. Now, funny enough, there's a lot of other countries that do the same and do similar kind of things. Most people know Mexico does it too. They call that the Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. They also believe the same thing, that the veil gets very thin and their loved ones and family members come over and get a time you get time to visit with them and spend time with them again for a brief moment. Um, Mexico's not the only one that celebrates Day of the Dead. There are many Latin countries that do that. Uh, Italy has a version of it as well. There's a lot of countries that celebrate this, and oddly enough, during the same time. Um, so, with the belief of this, that the veil thins, is the belief that many evil, many spirits, not just family members and what have not, but also demons come across, and other malevolent beings come across, and they try to wreak havoc. So, most of the traditions that come about our traditions in order to hide away from these demons. Um, hence, this is why we get uh, costumes. This is a way to confuse the spirits, confuse the, the demons into believing that you're not human and they would leave you alone and they wouldn't cause chaos into your life. Um, it also, um, I'm trying to think, there's also a few other, so there's stories, like the story of the jack-o'-lantern. There's a, there's a few um, different variations one of the main stories that's very popular with people is um, the story of Stingy Jack. Um, back in those days, they, they didn't carve pumpkins, they carved turnips. And uh, Stingy Jack was known as a man who apparently would capture, would catch the devil in these little jack-o'-lantern things. And then he made the devil promise him that when he died, he'd never go to hell. Unfortunately, 
Apparently, when Stinky Jack died, or Stingy Jack, sorry, Stingy Jack died, Heaven didn't want them. They sat there and said, we don't want you. Hell didn't want him. So he was forced to roam the land. And at the time, have a uh, turnip, a carved out turnip as his head. Uh, As he roamed the land, the devil gave him a candle to light his little turnip head. And he he can walk around the earth for eternity. The... The reason for them, I mean, pumpkins came into starting to be more popular because they were easier to carve and it's easier to do, you know, to make decorations and what have you. But the reason for the jack-o'-lanterns is in order to get, to get, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. Uh, Stinky, what's his name again? <laughs> Stinky Jack, I'm sorry. To get Stinky Jack either to walk away and leave you alone or to just kind of swap heads and then move on. Basically, you know, it's almost like uh, take this as an alms and don't come to my house and leave me alone. Um, there are many. There's like many other traditions and many other things that happen within Halloween. Um, I know there are many Christians who believe there is no harm. Um, I mean, I'm, I myself can cite many verses that kind of not justify celebrating Halloween, but justify that the safety or, you know, as long as you don't follow the pagan traditions, you should be fine. But to get down, to be very honest, the thing is, we don't know what causes demon possession. We don't know what causes demon havoc. What we do know is they have a plan and they do certain things. There are case studies of demons that possess a baby at birth. Don't understand why. The child's, you know, innocent. And then there are cases of people who dabble in paganism their entire life and never have a possession. Um, There's people who are possessed and live with it for their entire life. Not understanding why. Um, These are things... That are very question, you know, we question a lot. There are so many case studies that I've studied, I've read about, and you know, there is no real answer to this other than the fact that if you keep yourself open to these things, if you make yourself available, you make yourself available to possession, you make yourself available to things like oppression. So during that time, with the veil being so thin, it is not, it's not considered a very safe time to do this kind of stuff. It may be fun and, it, you know, be all jokes and laughing and what have you, but as well as it becomes a dangerous time, the veil's thin. And depending on how you're, you're being, the way you think, your mentality, you, what you're going through, all these things affect the decisions of what catches. Uh, a demon's um, interest. So many times it's best not to be out there. It's best not to partake in these things. We don't know the criteria. So many times, as I said before, possession is very possible. And not possession necessarily, but as well as oppression. These things will latch on, not latch on, but will stand on the outside and they cause chaos from the outside while you're trying to get you know your life straight. 
it's a it's a very iffy thing. Sometimes it's very scary because we don't understand these things. Um, there's a verse I I can't remember where it's at exactly, but it basically tells you, or I think Paul tells you, the Peter. Anyway, one of them guys, and one of them one basically says, when you cast out a demon, and it leaves it leaves this, it leaves the body, it leaves. It'll be gone for a while. But then it'll sit there and come back because it can't find another soul. It has to have a body in order to dwell in. So it'll come back wondering what's going on with this guy. What's, you know, what's there? When he gets back and he sees the house is clean, the house is empty and there's nothing in it, it sees that as an invitation to roll itself back in. And not only them themselves, but they bring back friends. So now... There's more that indwells in the body. The point being is when you don't feel anything, you know, in your soul, you don't put anything inside, there's there's a space in there which gives room for these things to come and wreak havoc in our lives. Hence, this is why the Holy Spirit is so, so important in our lives. The Holy Spirit indwells in us. He fills the entire body. So when these things come back to you and they and they come to you and they look and they see the house is clean, but the house is full and it's full with the Holy Spirit. There's no room for it. It knows what dwells within you and it does when it wants no part in that. So again, as I said, in your mindset, not everybody is saved. Not everybody believes in the Holy Spirit. Not everybody has the Holy Spirit in them. And it's not a hit on anybody. People accept at different times. And there are times when you go out there and these things find you empty and there's nothing there to keep them from getting getting in. They dwell. They also sit there and see they may not be able to get in, but your state of mind keeps you at a point that you cannot, you can't handle outside interventions, outside chaos, because your faith isn't established properly yet. Again, not a hit on anybody or any Christian. It's a matter of maturity in this case. The more mature you get, the harder it is for them to indwell. The harder it is for them to sit there and oppress you. So as kind of a word of caution, just remember these Halloween seasons, Oh Hallow's Eve and whatnot, be very cautious. They're out there. They watch. The veil's thin. And those spookies are out to do you harm. Remember, the devil hates you. He doesn't want to just be your friend or give you powers. In the end, he just wants to destroy and kill. That's his main job. Well, at least right now. But <laughs> that's what's going on with right now. So as a fair warning, please do not partake in these things. It just will open things up for you. So again, this is my little piece that my wife asked me to share. I hope you take some interest in it. Well, I hope you take something from it, I should say. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to ask my wife. Feel free if you want to speak to me. Ask my wife to get get in contact with me as well. So with all that being said, I'll see you all later. But I wanted to just say thank you for my listeners. And if you have 
like what you heard thus far, please subscribe. And you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, and other major platforms such as YouTube. And like I said, once again, if you are a new listener, an old listener, or you've just started listening to me, I want to say thank you. But I would like for you to please leave a five-star rating so that this will help us to reach more people. And if you have any uh, comments, questions, you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, It Is Written. L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And also I do some of the podcasts um, during the day or even sometimes at nighttime. So go check it out. But once again, please also, if you have any questions or comments, you can leave them on the website. And I know it's fairly new, but I would like for us to be able to use it. Uh, It is my name, Latanya Uyola at unapologeticprofit.org. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A at U-N-A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-C-P-R-O-P-H-E-T.org. Thank you once again for listening. And like I said, if you have any questions or comments, please reach me there, Latanya Uyola at unapologetic.org or it is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Thank you so much once again. Kanon semida, anyong.